Welcome to this week's Moonlight of Muna, Parsha Shmini. This week's learning should be a schus for a full shlem for Chanamash, Bas Vilcharatz, Bas Rochel, Shmuel Shazam, Bidechevachab, Menachem Mordechai Ben Ophira, Chai Bas Tova, Fraim Ben Yafa, Micha Chaim Ben Sar, Ruchama Paramakalea, Bas Chanaserel, and Lilanishmas, Henya Bas Yechiel Mechel. So there's a vart that I remember hearing years ago from my Rebbe, I don't know how many years ago, maybe only a few years ago, um, and I couldn't really remember all the details, and luckily I found it, that it was written up, um, a version of it was written up in the Sefer uh, that they put out from Rev Weinberger's Torah, Sparks from the Fire. So I'm going to share with you, if you have the book, uh, feel free to look it up, it's on page 269. Um, it's really a beautiful vart, and I don't know if I'll do it uh, justice, but we'll give it a shot. This week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini, deals with, it's the main source of kosher and non-kosher, right? We have uh, the Torah, the Torah starts in Parsha Shmini at uh, the Aliyah of Shishi, Perak Yud Aleph, the entire Perak and the rest of the Parsha deals with all the different animals that one's allowed to eat, one's not allowed to eat, and we know that this is a, a major topic in, in a Jew's life, in a from Jew's life, eating kosher, what we can eat, where we can eat, where we can eat. Uh, and in, if you look at the Parsha, going through it, it uh, in, in a lot of the cases, it, it identifies various animals as tummy, right? Uh, it says, for example, Pasuk Dalid says... Um, when we're to- when when talking about the camel, the camel it uh, in Malagerahu parsin mafris that it uh, it chews its cud, but its hoofs not split split tomehu. And the next one it talks about the shafon. It says tomehu. The arnaves it says temeahi. Right, and it goes through tomehu every pasuk pretty much. But when talking about the non-kosher animals, it refers to the word tame. First to the word tame. Now it's interesting because if you look back at Parshas Noach all the way back in Bereshis Perak Zion, in uh, in Pasuk Ches, the Torah over there says Menabehema that Noach brought all these animals into the Teva from the pure animals Umenabehema Asher Enena Tohira. Instead of saying in in Habehema Hatemeos or Temeya, it says Habehema Asher Enena Tohira, which are not pure. Right, and the Gemara in Psachim deals with this question. The Gemara Psachim deals with this. Uh, the Gemara in Psachim Dav Gimel says, uh, the Gemara is talking about something, the Gemara says, A person should never let something disgusting come out of his mouth. The Torah added, it, it, it changed the Lushen and added an extra eight letters not to take something out of, out of uh, disgusting come out of mouth. Shenemar, it says, Quoting that, that Pasuk that we just quoted in Nayach, the, the, the Gemara says, you see that the Torah used extra, eight extra letters. And Rashi over there says, It did not say like, which would be the normal language. It changed by eight letters. Because the word Hatemeah would be five letters. Hain Asher and Enatara, but the words Asher and Enatara, Sholish Esri Isis are thirteen letters. The Avagav the Barisik I'm sorry, fine. That's what Rash is. Rash explained what the Gemara says. That it could have said Atmea with five letters. Instead it said instead Asher and Enatara because the Torah doesn't want to use disgusting language. But then Rashi deals with the obvious question, right? If we look at these two places where the Torah is making a distinction between kosher and non-kosher animals, pure animals and impure animals, in Nayak it goes out of its way to, and uses eight extra letters. It says, Asher Enenu Tahira. But when we come to our parasha, parasha Shmini, the Torah says the word Tomei many times. So Rashi already addresses this. The Alpha Gav Dabar Isaac Siv Tomei, 
even though there's plenty of instances of saying Tomei in the Torah, right? So, it, our Parsha, Parsha Shmini, if you look through from Shishi to the end of the Parsha, you'll find the word Tomei many, many times. Shani Orcha Bechad Duchta, so Rashi says, but the Torah changed it in one place. To teach us that a person should try to, to uh, speak in a, in a nicer way, in a cleaner way. So Rashi is explaining this question, that why in Parsha's Noyach the Torah uses the words Asher and Hetzmeh and uses eight extra letters, and in our Parsha uses Tommy all the time. The problem with Rashi, so Rashi says, okay, one time it taught me the lesson, and other times it uses the word Tommy, it uses the shorter la- language. The problem is, if you look back at the words of the Gemara, what did Rabbi Shub and Levi say? A person should never, should never let something disgusting come out of his mouth. And he uses the Torah as a raya. If you if you're trying to bring this as a raya, it sounds like uh, maybe once I have to use the cleaner language and then I could use the worst language, right? Rashi doesn't seem to exp- fit into the words of the Gemara. That the Gemara is saying that the lesson from the Torah is you should never use uh, improper speech, but but the Torah does. It's only one time that the Torah didn't. So how does Rashi fit into this? Uh, and we have to also understand the distinction between Parshas Noach and Parshas Shmini. So Rav Weinberger quoted a story that happened with Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook. This was after the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Henry Kissinger was uh, was a very uh, uh, well-known Jew. He was in the he was he was in the Nixon uh, administration. He had been National Security Advisor, and not I think if I'm getting the dates correct, not long before the Yom Kippur War, I think maybe like a week or two, he became the Secretary of State. And he was a proud Jew, and uh, the problem was that he had pushed the Jewish the, the, the Israel into not expanding its border, and many in Israel felt that he had uh, caused uh, left Israel open to attack on the Yom Kippur War. Uh, and so Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook uh, wrote a very strongly worded letter against Henry Kissinger, and he wanted to be put up in yeshivas and shuls, and he wanted to be published in all the all the Jewish newspapers. And he gave his Talmud, Rav Hanan Parat, uh, the the letter to to, to spread it around. And when his Talmud read the letter, he uh, he wasn't comfortable with some of the language that Riv Cook used. It was He came on very strong. So he said that um, his Rebbe saw that he was uncomfortable. He asked him what was wrong and he said, you know, maybe Rebbe should be more diplomatic. So he answered and he said, I'm going to tell you from the Gemara in Psachim. This Gemara that we just quoted. He said that the Gemara says that you should never use something uh, uh, impure c- come out of your mouth. And then the Gemara brings an example from the Pasuk in Nayach. But then in Shmini, the, the Gemara, the Torah uses the word Tameh all the time. So he says, what, it's just that, it's, is it just a coincidence? The first time the Torah uses it, but then afterwards it's okay to use impure thoughts. He said, you have to look at the context. The context in which the Torah is talking about Tameh animals, the difference between Nayach and the difference between Parsha Shmini. In Parsha's Nayach, the Torah is telling us about things that happened. Right? Nayach took in these animals, he took in some pure ones, and he took in ones that were not pure. Asheri Nenu Tahira. There, the Torah uses the cleaner, more pure language, a better, a, a, a refined words. But it's not relevant to making a halachic determination. It is relevant a little bit later on in Parshas Noach when it says that Noach brought from all the pure animals, the animals that were tar, he brought karbonus. So that's why the Torah had to tell us uh, that he brought in tar and not tar. And then when he gave karbonus, he brought it from there. But it's not relevant to us in as far as making halachic determinations today. However, in this week's Parsha, in Parsha Shmini, the Torah is telling us halacha. This you can eat, this you can't eat. This you can eat because it's tahor, this you cannot eat because it's tummy. In that case, he says, the Torah has no choice but to use the clearest language, language possible, even if it's not the most refined, even if it's not the most diplomatic. 
He said because if, if the Torah would have said about the chazer, about the about the about the pig, that it's enenetayra, he said generations later somebody would come along and say, well, enenetayra, it's not pure, but maybe it's not entirely trafe. Maybe there's something we can do about it. Maybe we can fix the pig to make it kosher. That's why in Puzzik Zion, like the other Psukim that we said, and the pig, Kimafris Parsahu, right? It has split hooves, Vashesa Shesa. Um and it's it's completely separate, Parsahu, it's completely separate hooves, Gera Yigar, right, but it does not chew its cud. Tomehu Lochem. Very clearly the Torah says, even though the Torah knows, I could have said Asher Nenetahira. I could have used a more refined language. But it's very I have to be very clear. I don't want somebody coming along at some point and trying to kasher the pig and try to tell me, ah, the Torah just said Nenetahira, doesn't mean it's really trafe. Therefore said to you, the cook, that I have to be very clear when I'm dealing with matters of Eretz Yisrael, which he felt were very important, and that Kissinger had to know what my opinions were. Whether whether Kissinger cared or not is a different story, but I have to make my opinion. Right? He wanted to put up in shuls and in yeshivas. It wasn't necessarily for Kissinger. He wanted to know what the what Das Torah, the way of Tzvi Yud, the cook, was, was presenting it, was that this is not right. This is not right. And at that, when you, when you need to clearly demarcate right from wrong, there's no time to, there's no, we have, there's no room to allow for misperceptions. You have to be very clear, even if it's not the nicest way of saying something. And that's why the last few lines of that Rashi that we read or, or, or earlier was, Shani Urcha Bechad Duchta. The Torah changed its its lashon in one case, Lelam Ducha, to teach you Lachsar Lashon Nikia. That you should look Lachsar. You should try to use Lashon Nikia, but not to always, but not at the expense of honesty and truth. And that's how we can explain the Gemara. The Gemara is saying that Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, A person should never say something unrefined from his mouth. He should never let it come out of his mouth where he can, right? The Torah is telling us, yes, you want to always try to use the cleaner version, except if it's going to be at the cost of people making a mistake. Then you don't have that option. You only The, the idea is here, when you have the option to use more refined, you should. So that's what the Torah is teaching us between these two parshas. In parshas now, where we can change, change the Lushan, the Torah changes the Lushan. Very important to show you to use refined speech. In Parshish Shmini, where there's a risk that somebody's going to make a mistake and not get the halacha correct, then we use then we use the concise and clear uh, Lushan. The lesson that Rav Weinberger was trying to bring out is that sometimes people overcompensate with being nice and don't stand up for what's wrong, right? Some uh, Against what's wrong, I'm sorry. Sometimes people are so careful about being politically correct or some people don't want to insult other people or what became very, very, very common, uh, spinning facts, changing the facts to fit to fit a narrative, right? Or people don't people don't own the words that they said, right? I didn't mean this or they ch- or they changed it. But I'm talk- we're talking about where people uh, genuinely try to mislead other people and and they try to say, "Oh, I was just being—I was just being politically correct, or I was just trying to be nice." It's—it's—it's it's, it's not an excuse. The Torah wants us to use clean language, wants us to use refined language, but not at the expense of truth. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that sometimes doing something nice is not always the right way to approach something. If there's a nice way to do it, then that's great. But the Torah is telling us we only can use the words "asher inenetahira" when it's not at the expense of people making a mistake and saying, "Oh, it's not really tummy." We have to be able to know this. We have to be able to be clear about this. There's a story on this week's parsha that Rav Weinberg also quotes. I'm um, quoting from him, him this week that uh, 
whenever Pasha Shmini would come, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say, he would he would give a krechts, and he would say that, the, you know, when it comes to kashras, people are very careful with kashras. I only eat this type of shechita, I makbit on all, all these types of chumras, right? Especially as we're going to approach Pesach soon, people take on all kinds of chumras. So Rabbi Yisrael Salanter used to say, I wonder about those people who are so careful about what they put into their mouths, but pay no attention to what comes out of their mouths, right? A person can sometimes overcompensate and say, oh, I'm trying to be refined, and thereby hurt somebody in a much worse way, speak Lashon Hara in a much worse way than than uh, than he would if he was if he was being if he was being straight up, right? I don't want to I don't want to confront the person who hurt me, so I'll talk about his uh, behind his back and I'll speak Lashon Hara, but it's more refined, it's more appropriate, right? But you could be doing much more damage as opposed to approaching somebody and maybe being a little bit uncomfortable in a conversation, but dealing with something head on and instead of talking behind their back and causing all kinds of other problems. So really, this parsha of 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 the kosher versus non-kosher animals really telling us so many lessons. Number one, it's telling us how important our mouths are. We have to be so careful about what we put into our mouths. We have to be careful with hilchas kashras, and we should be very careful. We have to be so careful about what comes out of our mouths, and that's the second part of the message that the Torah started teaching us in parshas noach. That message is still. Correct. The Torah, the, the, the Gemara in, uh, in, da, in Psachim, Rabbi Shobin Levi's statement that a person has to be very careful with the way he says things, but he also has to be careful not to, to be deceptive and not to be misleading and not to cause people to make a mistake or to use uh, a, a false sense of, of refinement to cover, to cover something much more mischievous going on behind the scenes. There's a beautiful thought from the Tver Shlema. Tver Shlema of Shlema of Radomsk used to say on last week's parsha. It says by the by the parsha of the Mincha in Perak Vav Pasuk Tes. It says by the Mincha. The Mincha was the was the matzah. It was like a matzah uh, carbon, right? There's somebody who couldn't afford to bring a uh, a carbon uh, a carbon of an animal, or in other cases we had to bring it. And the pasuk over there says, that the the extra, the part that doesn't go on the mizbeach, Aaron and his children will eat. The kind will eat matzahs teochel. They'll eat the matzahs. He has to eat the matzahs in a holy place. Said Rishlam Rudumskert is not, obviously not Pashat Pshat, but he would say, what does it mean when it says eat the matzahs in a holy place? A person eats, how does a person eat? He eats with his mouth. Right, a person has to make sure that his mouth is a holy place. That his mouth is a holy place. That when he eats the matzahs, right, we're going to come to the to the to the, the antiv of Pesach. We're going to eat the matzahs. We have to make sure that our mouth is a keli that's a holy place for this. We we go through the the halachas of kashrus, and we're so careful in our homes not to put milk and meat together. I remember when I was learning the halachas of Basar B'cholav that there are many coolers that technically somebody could rely on, but in somebody's house we don't rely on this. I remember when I was learning with the, I was learning with my charusa. He told me that most of the shilas that come up today are not nagay in somebody's house. It's when you have a caterer who's cooking for a thousand people. Now you have to understand, you're not going to expect him to throw out a thousand pieces of meat because there was a shilas. You have to know the halachas, where you can be mekel. But if somebody's house, you had one piece of meat, touch some cheese, even if technically, halachically, I could fix it, nobody's going to do that. We throw it out. We're so careful what we put into our mouths. But when we eat, which is also a service of Hashem, which we spoke about in this in this forum many times, that we, a person's job in this world is to make everything he does holy. So when he sits down to eat, he has to make sure that his mouth is a holy place, and especially when he's eating something of a mitzvah, like matzah on, 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 on Pesach, it has to be a holy place, he has to be careful, but he has to remember both sides of the message, both sides of the message, the part that the Torah taught us in Parshas Noach, and this week's Parsha also, that we have, to, we have to be as refined as we possibly can, but we also have to be so careful, it's two sides of the same coin, we have to also be so careful to be clear, and not to say things we don't mean, and not to, in the, in the name of being refined and, and, and better people, and, and more refined people, to 
mislead people, to talk behind their backs because we think it's a more refined way. We have to be so careful with the way we speak. And the Torah is making, giving us this message and repeating it to, to teach us this, to show us that a person has to be so careful with the way he speaks in any regard, as far as how refined and as far as how accurate and precise he is with what he says. So it should be Zoycha that we have now a few weeks till Pesach. We should be able to refine our mouths and make our place, our, our, our mouths into a real Mokim Kaddish so that we can eat the matzahs in a Mokim Kaddish in fulfillment of the Pasuk of last week's parasha as described by the Tereshlama. I wish you all a wonderful, beautiful Shabbos.